everybody and welcome to episode two of Rumbling with Rudy. This is our first season, episode two. I'm joined today with my guest host, CP. What up, y'all? And we're, today we're going to be talking about gambling and, the <coughs> mental, and mental health and the effects of gambling inside gaming and also in real life. So I'm going to talk briefly about gambling and my thoughts on it and then we'll get cp's thoughts on gambling after okay cp yeah okay so my personal thoughts on gambling in this current age 2020 i've seen a massive decline in the uh the amount of people that gamble which is a good thing and the more awareness and the more advertisements that go out into gambling and the bad side of it also the high parts of gambling. It's nice to see that people are waking up to the the effects that it's having on people's lives and the amount of lives it actually destroys. And I'm I'm very very happy to see that more people are quitting gambling as to more people that are joining. Okay, so as a quick disclaimer at the start of this podcast, I'm going to say this is an 18 plus podcast. We will discuss hard-hitting topics people don't really talk about they will may well may be swearing in this podcast i try to keep it as clean as possible so does cp and we are <clears throat> going to really touch on things that people just as i said don't really want to talk about or is too hard-hitting for for normal conversations so personally i've gambled in my life um with money uh and i used to be i used to work in a bookies um i won't say the name of the bookies um but i used to i used to work in one anyone doesn't is unfamiliar with the term bookies it's a bookmaker for horse racing football betting that kind of thing and i used to i used to play on the uh roulette machines quite a lot as cp knows mm-hmm. and uh i actually introduced him into into gambling as well um but fortunately for it both of us it didn't really have a really negative side of our lives it didn't impact us to the point where we lost um our jobs over it lost relationships lost any type of really how would you say it Really important things really important things in our lives so you didn't lose like cars anything like that me, I don't drive, so I couldn't lose a car. Never had one. So, <laughs> but um, okay. So, I'm gonna throw my first question out there to you. Um, how how have you personally dealt with the effects of gambling? The addictive side of it, like its addictive nature, is hard to actually come off when you do get on those sort of chase the dragon moments mm-hmm. it's uh it it can be a struggle but from that's from personal experience obviously um it's hard not to spend money when you especially when you know that you don't have a lot of money and you're going well if i can just hit a big win on this then i can sort this out and then you put your money in and you get up and then you want to get more and more and more and then all of a sudden it all goes uh i do have sort of an addictive personality anyway um i've never been addicted to smoking or anything like that but where it comes to spending money (laughs) Uh, I can find it very easily to spend money. It, it comes naturally to me. And the rush that you get from gambling can actually be a high. It, it does make you high when you get that roll going and you bank in like three, 400 quid when you come back off your rolls and stuff like that. Um, there was one time I remember actually doing it on the app that you could uh, gamble on, on the roulette. 
when I was in work and I was meant to be working. I worked as a machine operator. So it was a Friday, uh, it was a Friday afternoon shift where all the gaffers had gone home. Gaffers mean um, bosses in the UK, by the way. And they'd all gone home. So you only really had your team leaders, which didn't really care. So I was there and I was just loading up bars into the machines while spinning on the roulette. And I made like £350 in the space of an hour. And then the next day I lost 340 of it. <laughs> it's uh, it's just one of those situations where it can be difficult, but at the same time, it's knowing your limits and setting those limits for yourself. Right, so it, it's super easy to to just think, oh, I'll, I'll have a little little flutter here, a little flutter there, and then the D roll on effect from that is you start with say ten pound, just have a little ten pound, but a little bit on something, and then you lose that ten pound. Automatically, you're going to be like, well, if I just do another ten pound and win, I'm going to get back that ten pound that I lost. But in reality, the odds of that happening outweigh the probability of that happening. You know, gambling companies. I heard a I heard a a term or an expression yesterday that that still sticks with me today, and it's casinos aren't open to lose money, mm-hmm. which is a very powerful message. You know, why what why would a casino want to open their doors to lose money? Just like any other business, it's all to gain money. And I I I have been I do have an addictive personality. I, I've been clean from smoking cigarettes for over a year now. After smoking from when I was I believe twenty years old until I was Around twenty-seven. No, you smoked earlier than that, didn't you? Oh, I thought you were... on and off. Yeah, on and off. I thought you were smoking from at least the age of fifteen on and off. Uh, no, no, I was more into sport then. It was mainly when I was I was able to go out, um, to nightclubs. So it would have been around seventeen, eighteen. Then. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. I was on off smoking then, and then I broke up from my partner at the time, and then that's when I, I started full-time <laughs> smoking with the people that I lived with. Because it was everywhere, it was around me. I could smell it all the time, and then I just picked up the habit of smoking. And then for seven years, I was out of control with my smoking to the point where I could smoke up to forty a day. <coughs> Bearing in mind, before then, I was I was very clean. I was I was playing a lot of sport. I used to run all the time. I was out exercising. I'd been going to the gym, you know. And then to have on a person uh, addictive personality to pick up something like that. The only one thing that I haven't uh, abused really is alcohol smoking yes uh, that was uh, abusive for them for the amount of years so I did way too much but uh, when it comes to drinking um, no I can pick and choose when I don't so now I vape which is what you can probably hear in the background when I'm quiet I, I do vape but um, I'd rather do that over the cigarettes to be honest um, but going back into into gambling it can the the effects that people that it's had on people. I've seen firsthand. You know, with my with my own two eyes, I've sat there and watched people gamble away thousands, and just watching from when they first started gambling, all the way up until they finished gambling, the effect it's had on them the whole entire time. You you can see their ups, you can see their downs, you can see the excitement, you can see their anger, and. For, for me, I was working for a company that was out to make money. Pretty much similar to the whole why are casinos open to lose money. You know, the same with the, with the bookmakers. I, I wouldn't be opening them doors if I wasn't going to make money that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for people to come in and spend thousands and then they lose that money and they go outside, they're on the phone and then someone else pulls up and then they give them money. It's a really bad addiction. 
But going back to what I said at the very start of this podcast, it's nice to see the numbers now and the statistics have dropped from the amount of people that gamble to the people that have became clean from gambling. And it's it's such a positive thing now that they've changed the <coughs> rules and regulations of the companies so you can only gamble so much. Because I don't know about you, CP, but I used to be able to gamble what I wanted. Um, myself, I I did struggle to stick to a um a actual target. I I remember the once where I'm talking stakes <coughs> on on the machines though. I used to be able to gamble what whatever stake I wanted. There was no limit oh, yeah, on yeah. what I wanted to, to, to um, spend. Yeah, you 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 could gamble as much as you bloody wanted to on the machines. Uh... I mean, I've I seen you win some, I've seen you lose some, I've seen you get it up high and then lose it all. Uh, I, I was there for a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. I was there for the times where you was on the high and you had mountains of cash coming out your bloody ears. <laughs> um, but it, it's it, it was a very dangerous time because you could go into a bookies and you could put a £1,000 into a machine and they're, they're not bat an eyelid uh, a lot of the time, the ones behind the the counter, or because they're working for a company that just wants to make money. And obviously, they can't re- they're not supposed to, anyway, come up and turn around to you and say, dude, you, can, you can't be putting a grand into the, into the uh, machines and that. You know you ain't going to get that back. Morally, you would do. Morally, right? yeah. Morally, you would turn around to someone and say, that's way too much. What you're spending is way too much. Like, think of your job, your, your health, your bills, and try and get them to, to think just for a second, like, what am I doing? But you're working for a company, and I never wanted to work in the bookmaker industry. It was never a goal of mine. I never wanted to work in it, but I stayed in there for over five years. I became a manager of my place. I ended up running the shop for, for a period of time due to we had no managers. The staff was off. You know, and you're you're open to a whole different side to the business. That's what opens your eyes. Anyone who works in the betting industry will know once you start climbing the ladder, you can see how dangerous gambling is. And there will be people out there that will say, it's just my job. I just do my job. I get paid at the end of the day. What does it matter? These are people's lives that are being destroyed. And anyone who thinks of their, their moral compass will think that that person has then got to go home after they've left that, your shop or a casino and they've got to deal with the consequences. I do apologise. <laughs> they've got to deal with the consequences of what they did earlier. And then there will be the argument of, well, they're an adult. They can do what they like. If they want to go and spend that money, then that's on them. Why should I care about them? But that's the problem we have in society today. We don't really care about how other people put themselves into situations and a lot of people that have lost businesses lost homes lost families not able to see their kids anymore lost their wife had commit suicide these these are all major problems when it comes to gambling yes it's fun yes it's it gets you on a high i've been on a high gambling I've had CP sitting right next to me while I've been there winning thousands on a machine, taking that money out that day. Turned around to him, looked at him square in the face and said, I'm done. Yeah. And then walked out of there with my winnings. You know, guarantee I, I didn't keep all them winnings. No, I went back in there the next day. But I used to work in the industry. I watched it all day long. It became, it becomes poison when you work there because you're watching it all day. You're watching people win to the point where you're like, I want to go win money. It became a habit, a habit, didn't it? Yeah, it was more of a pastime when when things were were, were really quiet. If I weren't making money, I'd go and make my own money. You know, it was one of them. It's case of my shop's dead. There's no one coming in. Uh, I'm going on. A, I'm going on a 15 minute little break. I'd run around and have a little gamble. I can. The best one that I ever had. I I put seven pounds seventy into a machine. It was just my change from getting something to eat, and I came out of there with over six hundred pound. Just off seven pounds. Anyone would turn around and say, "Oh well, you know, 
if you can replicate that every day, just putting less than a ten pound into a machine and coming out with that kind of money. No, it, that was just fluke. It was complete luck. But I didn't mean to to win that. Probably, if you think about it, I shouldn't have won that, but I did. And it made my life a lot more comfortable. A lot more comfortable to the point where I wasn't selfish with my money. I've never been <clears> selfish <throat> with my money. If I ever won, I'd give my money out. I've helped a lot of people out with, with gambling. Um, through, through me winning money, other people, they were comfortable. you know. Um, but at the same time, there's only so much of that money you can win. So when people start depending on that kind of money, that's when the problem's coming. Because then you have the good side of it and everyone's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you're winning money. You know, it, it pays bills and stuff. You can't do that every day. It's not sustainable at all. And and generating that kind of money, it's fun for a while. But, you know, for anyone that does listen to this and struggles with some sort of gambling addiction, I advise you quit. You don't continue with it. It's not good down the long road. You know, and you, once you get out of there and get and save your money rather than spend your money, that's when you're in a good place. Yeah, I'd just like to touch on that. Um, Rudy is right. He he never was selfish with the money that he he got. He used the money he earned from working to pay his bills and stuff like that. And the money he won. Um, I mean, uh, there was a time where uh, due to my mental health issues um i was off work and i was like really low on on funds and uh i used to date someone who lived uh a, a fair distance away it was a good like a hundred mile journey and i didn't really have the money to go and see her but rudy turned around and said how much do you need just take it and uh that that is the type of person he is. If if he can ever help someone out, he will. Um, the one thing that we have discussed over the years since he's given up the gambling was the fact that the money he was making when he was on the winning side of things, um, we we both agree that he should have been a little bit more selfish with it. He should have probably put it up and saved it more for the situations where he did get clean from gambling because of the fact of the the money that he put in obviously outweighs the money that he actually earned from gambling. Um, But at the same time, he did have a, a decent amount of money from gambling that he made. But it weren't sustainable, as he said. And if he had put it up and saved it, he he could have done a lot more going forward after getting clean than what what he could by losing it all. <coughs> it's it's that kind of thing that's yeah. hard. That's what the addiction is. Is case of so it's okay. I I can go with more. I'll have one more go. And you end up in a bad circle, especially the lifestyle that I was living mm. at the time as well. It was a bad lifestyle um, where I would literally work in a betting place, but then go around to a betting place with money in the betting place or lose money in the betting place. But at the same time, I was using that money to pay off several yeah. different things. Um, you know, I, I was taking out loans because I lived somewhere else and had to move back to um, to where I live now. And, it was, I was taking out loans to just survive when I first moved back because I, I, you know, I was, weren't making that much money and I weren't gambling as much back then. So I was having to pay off just payday loans all, all the time. And uh, eventually the gambling, it pulled me out of that kind of rut of paying off them loans. And, and then I, my money became more sustainable. And then eventually I had more money than I knew what to do. With, so I was kind of immature with with what I was doing. Uh, I had the money, but wasn't really planning what I was going to do with the money. And I was just having a good time. You know, you like in your 20s, everyone knows what happens in your 20s. You kind of party a bit too hard. 
you um you drink a little too much, you spend a little too much, but wasn't really thinking of uh, long term effects of what that would do of not having that money and what I could have done with the money. So, but it's a it's a nice feel good factor to have at a short time, but then there's always that wanting more of uh, of that the, the good source I used to call it. You you just have a good source, you know. You can pull money out of a well. It's it's a good time, but at the same time, uh, I had my dark days. You know, losing quite a bit of money. I remember when in uh, just before work, uh, I put four hundred pound into a machine just before work, and uh, lost a whole lot. Uh, and that was just before work. You know, I hadn't even got started with my day yet. And um, that. Uh, there's times where I had days off. I used to get bored, so I was like, "What do I do? I'll, I'll go there and have a gamble." You know, it is it is a bad thing, uh, but at the same time, it's a good thing. So these things do outweigh each other. But if anyone can get clean from it, it's it's way better for your lifestyle, way better for your health and your mental situation. Which is basically what this podcast is about. It's about mental health and how negative things do affect your mindset which we will dive into many different areas of addictions and different types of lifestyles and different illnesses that do cause different type of mental illnesses. So there will be many things that we will discuss in the future that will cover a broad array of subjects. Today is we're more gambling theme, but we will touch on very shortly about in-app purchases and loot box systems, which has been a plague for gaming. Yes, I, I do agree with you there. I do have a question to uh, to ask you back um, after I've answered this. The, okay. the loot box system and in-app in purchases in games, especially mobile-based games as well, um, are yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I remember there was one game that, uh, Rudy actually introduced me to himself. Um, the one month I spent within two weeks of getting paid, I spent £1,200. That's £1,200 of my hard-earned money at the time um, on a mobile gaming app um, just to basically rank up on it. it well, I weren't getting anything from it. I weren't really gaining any uh, power more than anyone else that was on the server that could pay at the time. It was just to k- keep my... Yeah, just to keep just up, keep, keep up, my yeah. character going. And uh, it it's ridiculous. And it's so easy to do as well. It's so easy to get lost because it's... Oh, it's, it's 15 quid here. It's a 10 and there. It's a fiver here. And then before you know it, you're you're in sort of hundreds, thousands of pounds worth of debt. I really want to delve into the in-app purchase side of it. Um, I really do. But, but just before you and you mm. ask me the question you want to ask, I just just want to clarify something. I did not in any way, shape, or form yes, encourage yes, you to that spend that true. kind of money. Um, it's just one of those things when it comes where you've got excess funds in your account and you see something in a game and you think, oh well, that person's buying that, so. You know, that kind of peer pressure inside of a, a mobile game forces your hand to, if you've got the money, you will spend it most likely just to rank up that little bit quicker, just get that little item, you know, that someone else doesn't have. And that is a, a massive factor that goes into decision making when it comes to in-app purchases on mobile games. It's the individuality at the time of having something different to, to everyone else. It might be like an outfit or a weapon or or amounts, for example, that people don't have. Well, in the end, we all end yeah. up with them. You, you're not individual. Like, if someone else can buy it, um, then then and then you can buy it, and nothing is exclusive to you. It's just they put things in shiny uh, borders and they make it really sparkling and jazzy to catch your eye. It's a very clever marketing strategy that these companies use to catch your eye to make you think, "Oh, I need that." Oh, that's good. I love that. Oh, this is minus. It's it was originally eighty pound, and now it's like a pound. Oh, I'll buy that. But that you spend up one pound on that, thinking you've saved seventy nine pound off an item. 
Do you think you're going to get something cheaper from your next one that will cost more? No. The price always goes up. So eventually you're stuck in a rut. I used to have a, a, a big, big um, addiction to Mobile Strike when that first came out because I was stuck in, in, in a routine of the whole gambling side of things in real life, making the money, making good money to play a mobile game and then thinking, oh, I'm all right. I can spend that. It's no problem. £100 a day. I'd spend on that game every day and to the point where I, I end up quitting and then you think, look back at it, you think, why did I spend that money? Well, the particular game that I spent the £1,200 on went bump. It, it, it's yeah, no it's longer, longer available. Uh, uh, yes, Rudy never encouraged me to spend money on the game. Um, in fact, he actually uh, left the game for a while, not long after I started. <laughs> but... Um, Games like that, and they have an addictive quality to spend money, to get higher up in the game, to rank your character and stuff like that. And it, it's not even stuff that's really doing any good. It, uh, a lot of the time, it's just a case of, we want you to spend money, so we're going to make this look uh, look good, but it's actually going to do shit because you need to go up to the next tier to get what you need. Um, the question I was going to ask you was when you were spending the, when, when you put the 400 pounds into the machine before work, that mm-hmm. obviously has started your day off on a negative. How did that impact your mental health throughout that day? I was full of worry for the rest of the day. Uh, I was constantly thinking about that 400 that I put into the machine before work. And thinking, why did I do it? You know, and then it's only after that I, I spent that money that I started questioning the amount that I spent. Bearing in mind, I already had a goal in my head of how much I would spend. And then I broke that. And because there was no limits on the machines at the time, where I could, I, you, you see yourself, I used to spend £100. The £100 was a max in the machines, not to see, no, this was a betting shop. So, so in a betting shop, the max you could spin on roulette was £100 spins. And that's what I used to do. I didn't used to do anything small. Um, so that's four spins, if you think about it, if I was to max out every single spin. But you had to build up to doing the £100 comfortably. Um, you wouldn't just put 100 in and just spin straight away. Like, especially when you've got a strategy in your head of, and you've got your numbers that you want to land on. Um, you don't just all out go £100 on a, on a few numbers. Not in a betting shop, anyway. Um, but yeah, my whole day was plagued with thoughts and and uh, regret to the point where I was then thinking, how would I make that four hundred back? And um, thankfully, I did. I did. I made a lot more than that that day. But um, yeah, it was a very bad day mentally for me because of um, how that day had started off. But there's many people that start their days like that that will wake up in a good mood and then their day in a very negative mood. And uh, there's a, sadly a lot of people that have started their day in a, in a good mood, gone and spent money in a gambling shop, lost the money and unfortunately killed themselves over it. That is uh, that is definitely a, a true point. Um, gambling is one of those things where it can cause so many troubles in their life. Same as um, people who have done the in-app purchases as well in games. They've gone on to do have mental uh, breaks and stuff like that where they've had a breakdown because they've got to the point where it's affecting their in real life aspects, uh, relationships, uh, contact with friends, people coming to repossess possessions because they're in debt, because they haven't got the money that they're meant to have to pay certain loans off and stuff like that. Well, it's very well documented when it comes to mm. mobile games as well as uh, actual uh, platform games. Um, people have uh, have started games with their friends, started spending a bit, uh, got their account stronger than their friends and there's actually people that have murdered yeah. their friends because of it. Yeah. Uh, all because of what they've spent in, in a virtual game. You're not getting anything out of these games. They're completely designed to take your money. 
this is why they're very much com- uh, compared to uh, roulette machines, gambling, because of what you get back out of it. You could spend, let's say, a thousand pound on in that purchases. You might be strong for a month, a week, a day, but there will always be that one person that outspends everyone else. And then that one person that spends everyone else to start with mm-hmm. will get outspent in the long run. So no one is actually winning this race of of who's spending more. Everyone's losing because of eventually, inevitably, the person that spends the most will quit <laughs> because they hit a wall of they're not enjoying it anymore or they can't spend any more money or the developers of the games, they don't bring out enough stuff to keep them entertained. So they look for something else. They look for another fix. They're like, oh, okay, I'll go play something else and then I'll go spend more money over there. And when it came to, we've 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 encountered this uh, personally when it comes to yes. Black Ops 4, their, their old system, where you could do a complete 100 tier skip by paying real life money. 100 levels of a battle pass you could skip completely rather than playing the game, which are what games are designed to be in the first place. A pastime, something to sink some time into just to, for your own mental relief. Yet you could incorporate real life money into it and then, you know, get pretty much really trash stuff back as a return. So he even he, he copied over and there was a massive, massive thing about loot boxes inside games to the point where, as it's well known now, a lot of countries started mm. banning the loot system. But the UK fought against it. it it's um, it's very similar to what's going on with um, Destiny 2, where they've introduced the backpass system. The Eververse. Yeah. Well, first it was the Eververse. The Eververse was... was always awful it was on destiny one um at the end of destiny one and then they incorporated into destiny two but everyone who's anyone who's played destiny who's looked at the other verses always yeah. turned around and said it's a waste of money but what you're getting is a complete waste of money yet they'll keep pushing these these advertisements down your throat about that and then just touching on your point that you just made with the battle pass yeah. you can skip that as well you see a whole season pass i mean it costs what in the uk mm. costs eight pounds to buy and then when you look through it for what you get is absolutely nothing really what you're spending eight pound on a few cosmetic things that they've just reskinned and my and argument sold you again. is any game that you buy in the modern era should not have a pay to play scheme if you purchase that game you should not have to make another purchase to continue playing that game when they bring something else out there should be a way for you to free to play the rest of the game. Um, I believe in Destiny 2 at the moment with the upgraded one, you can't continue the campaign um, to a point. You can only go so far and then you have to pay to get to the next point. And that's... Yeah, you're talking about the the new season they've just brought out with the bunkers. Played it yet. <laughs> and basically, yeah, with the bunker system... You basically, if you're just paying on the the free pass that you get for the month, you can do certain amount of missions for the bunker uh, DLC, but you cannot progress with it unless you have the season pass, uh, or the battle pass, and um, that really sticks in the throat of people that have mm. paid for a full game, and then the, we've we've played through the last two seasons, uh, which were. Adequate at best, they were okay. This season, not being able to play the whole, the whole bunker DLC that they brought out, really renders the other two battle passes, seasons, whatever you want to call them, useless, because it's a whole build up. It's a it's a follow on. So you let us play the last two for free, basically, and then this one it's goes of no, you have to pay, you have to buy it, this one. It is similar to the old days of um games like Battlefield where uh, I believe it was Battlefield 3 where um, they introduced the Battle Pass. Now the Battle Pass was always 
you buy the battle pass and anything they bring out from then on you get it's included dlcs well uh, that was like call of duty wasn't it you buy one uh one major bulk or like the highest one that you could get at the time and that would incorporate everything you wouldn't have to pay again um I know in Battlefield 3 it worked like that. You could actually buy the Battle Pass separately to the game and then you would get every DLC that they're ever going to release. Um, personally, I think if you are going to be purchasing a a game regardless, you should be able to have access to them without paying extra. I mean, do you, do you look at the games that they brought out? No. They're not cheap. These brand new games cost anywhere between sixty pound here to one hundred pound here, well, even more for like these special editions and the really ultimate editions and stuff for like the that. base model. And you get like these, yeah. Uh, compared to the, what it was before, you know, going back uh, a good few years, you know, you used to yeah. buy a brand new game for thirty pound, yeah, and uh, they doubled in price. Uh, but they try to say that with the technology that goes into them now, with the 4K resolutions and the other resources that's put into the games, that justifies the price. Okay, for for a game, yeah, it may do. DLC, no, it doesn't. DLC is just content they had in the original game yeah. taken out and resold to us. Everyone knows this. It's, it's public knowledge. Yet they try to justify them bringing out this content they ripped out of a game to resell us. Uh, and that's unexcusable. Everything that they put into the base game should be in the base game, regardless. Even if they have to put the price up another like ten pound, so what? That's to, that will cover the price of the DLC, not sell, resell it to us for uh, like the thing is, when it would DLCs cost 10 as well. Are on top of the like base game, half the amount of what the original bloody game cost. So it, it's like. You, you yeah. get to an extent where you're like, okay, I've just spent 65 quid on this game. Now I've got to go and spend another 35 quid on getting a DLC pack, which then is going to be out of date in another year. So I'm going to have to, yeah. yeah so then I'm going to have to um, go out and spend another 65 quid next year to be up to date on the next DLC. And it's, it should not work like that. Games, inherently, games were designed obviously to make the company money but at the same time for people to enjoy gaming on them um, and get enjoy the games themselves you as you touched on you used to be able to pick up a brand new game 30 pound you don't mind paying for a 15 pound add-on here and there when it's 30 quid that you're spending for a main game now you're spending double the money and then it's double to triple to keep it up to date it shouldn't happen I'd rather pay 70 quid, as you said, for an entire game that comes with everything that I'm never going to have to buy anything again for. And that the updates will keep coming. Yeah. Because you're more likely to enjoy the game, for one. You're not going broke or not being able to game with your mates because of the fact that you can't afford it. And you're not falling out of love with the game because it's money grabbing all the time with microtransactions or uh, like the the purchasing of backpasses and stuff. I actually introduced someone to Destiny. I enjoyed gaming with her. She's one of my friends from the One of Us Discord. And now I can't stand even to load up the game because of how broken they've made stuff. But the most enjoyable time we've yeah. had of late was the 2v2 Crimson Days event, um, which mm. we, we played a lot of PvP together. And that was awesome. Yeah, but that was the last enjoyable point we had of that game. To the point where they brought out trials now, a lot of people were pumped for trials. Me and you, no. we didn't care for it. Because the rest of the, the whole part of that DLC just got ripped out from you. For the, fact that, the fact that, yeah, a lot of people will turn and say, no, oh, it's only £8. But like, look at the current world situation in. Could you justify eight pound now on on spending that or buying re, not... buying supplies that you need? These are the things they they could have turned around and said on Destiny. All right, we've got a major virus going on. 
people are dying around the world. Instead of us being greedy and keeping our money and saying, look, keep buying, keep buying, they could have gave that out for free. They could have changed the whole scheme around and said, well, well it, everyone it gets is it for like free. With what they did with Shadowkeep, weren't it? They brought out that add on and they said, you've got to pay 30 quid for this add on. And then they cheated everyone who paid that by bringing it out for free, what, two years later? Bungie, Bungie was very, a very good company. Uh, it's, for, for me, this is my personal opinion. Uh, once they got into bed with yeah. Activision, they changed. And their whole um, principles had changed completely to the point where instead of being yeah. for the gamer, they were for the money. And they, 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 since they split with Activision, they never changed that policy back to their old selves to being just all right we're for the gamers now we're gonna give out a lot more free stuff because of you know the way things went down with activision everyone complained about them so i'm saying that you've changed to a money-making company rather than a game-making company which yeah i i understand i fully get it people need you know they they need to make money off the games but let's face it people that work for bungie activision them type of companies they ain't gonna go broke anytime soon uh, but I'm talking about the the, the upper um, employees, the you know, the, the top dogs there. These people, these people are on multi; they're on millions a year. They pay themselves. These people ain't gonna go broke. Yet they can't give back simple things to the community to say sorry, which is what I, I don't. I guess it really pissed people off in the Destiny community. The fact that they split with Bungie is. People, the community was happy that like, we got our bungee back, but we never did. It weren't just that. We as well. They started messing we with um, with weapon powers and stuff like that that didn't need to be done. And then they'd adjust other stuff that people were using and complaining was too weak, and they messed everything up when they fucked with the with some of the stuff on there. I do apologise for swearing, by the way. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did put in the disclaimer. There is swearing in the podcast. So, um, no, but the, yes. we we was really enjoying using the Wishender. Um, yes. <laughs> I got you the Wishender, and we was absolutely dominating everything with it with the bow. And then you know it's a sad thing where you have to wake up and see a YouTube notification saying that he's been nerfed. What makes? Well, I don't know about you, but what makes you want to boot the game up again after seeing something like that? Because personally, for me, I did not want to play again. I mean, it sounds like a simple little little thing, but when it, you become accustomed to a weapon and you think, you know, this is a really nice weapon, yo, uh, for them to turn and say, oh, no, nah, this one's overpowered now, we're nerfing this one. So then you change to a different weapon. Oh, no, nah, this one's Personally, it annoyed one. the hell out of me because these weapons were hard to get. It weren't like they made them easy. They was hard to get. And it was hard to get for a reason. They worked. They was perfectly balanced between damage, power, output, and reload speed and stuff like that. It was perfectly balanced. And then, yeah, yeah, the range. Just the range on the bow I loved. Then you wake up one day because some kids got butt hurt in a crucible match and gone and complained. <laughs> And said, "Oh, it's overpowered! It's overpowered! It's slapping me with one hit. It's a bow. It should do. You ain't gonna walk off a bow to the chest. <laughs> you look at any you bow throughout history. Has anyone gotten out by a bow and walked off like it, waving their hands? It like, was oh, based on a longbow, an then, English then. longbow, is what that bow was based on, and the English longbow was mm -hmm. the most powerful bow ever created." Uh, and a proper English longbow would completely de demolish you through a chest. You ain't going to walk off, regardless of armor or anything, because of the actual uh, draw strength on it. And that's what it was based on. And it was an amazing bow when it first came out. There's just so much things yes. that annoy me about in-app purchases uh, that... There's no real argument for them. I don't know how the UK um, 
how the gaming committee could actually could turn like... around and try and justify loot boxes when they turned around and said that mm. we, in fact they're not called loot boxes. They are. They, they are loot boxes. It's what they are. What's inside them? Loot. Things that you would naturally get in a game anyway. If I if I'm playing Destiny and I run over something that's blue, and then I look in my inventory and it's a blue item, what the, what was just on the ground? It was loot. I killed something. I got it off its body. It's loot. All you're doing is taking that item, putting it into a fancy little case or a mm. box, and selling it me. So it's loot. <laughs> and they try to justify this as no, no, it's not that at all. It's it's not. It, it's it's called a surprise package. Yeah, I was fucking surprised. <laughs> I got nothing out of it for my money. Yeah, you're sending it me for this price and saying it contains good stuff. So the, over the years, you know, of of playing games and enjoying them, completing a game, and not having to spend any more money on them to the point now where for me to keep up to date with everyone else, I must have a bank account attached to everything. It's 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 an absolute joke. And other countries like Switzerland and and countries in Europe started banning them. And the major one I got hit by was um, EA with Star Wars Battlefront because that old game was terrible. It was awful. Everything was evolved around their loot box system. No matter what you had to do, there was a loot box involved. And uh, they completely reconfigured their game because of all the complaints they got. You know, there was a massive heat on on the CEO and uh, people quit their jobs. People got fired because of how the, the were, they were running their company. And I just wished... Um, I wish to God that people would just carry carry that that practice on and say, you know what, it's a bad practice. There's other ways for us to make money. But there's talk of Destiny 3. I, mean, I know we've talked a lot about Destiny, but Destiny is a major, major part yeah. of the problem at the moment because they have a very, very good game there, oh, for sure. but they're ruining it. But to the point where if you go back to Destiny 1, you'll have a more enjoyable time on Destiny 1 than you would on Destiny 2. Yeah. And yet that's supposed to be the upgraded version. Same as playing any sort of sports game. I I lost. I fell out of love with sports games. I really did after FIFA brought in their ultimate team. And then I started playing ultimate team um, years ago uh, when it first came out. And I enjoyed it with the group of friends that I played with then. But that was because mm. I was playing against my friends, you know. I was, uh, I was building up my squads and I was playing against them. We wasn't spending money. We was just earning the coins from playing the games to buy the the players in the market to then put them into our teams. And then it would come out who had the better better team to the point where they, they were doing um they were drawing names out of a hat at work. I didn't work for the same companies, but I was drawing drawing names out of a hat and then I'd get told what team I got drawn. And then we'd have to play online games against each other with these teams. I mean, I ended up playing one game with Guadalajara from Mexico. They were like a one and a half star rated team. Uh, I think I won that game, 2-1. I uh, can't remember exactly. I think I won that one because I was gloating about it for a while. But, the, you know, I'm that, that was fun. Yeah. I didn't have to spend any money to have fun. And uh, to today's society, to just to just have fun with your friends your bank account takes a hit and to to go out and to make easy accessible money quickly and having if you want to have a night out you hit the casino if you just having a casual try and win here and there kind of bet you have to you have to go into a betting shop or now well i'll say now but it's been out mm. for a long, long time. But betting apps, betting apps are they're a plague um, when it comes to when it comes to easy, accessible gambling. I had a bad time. Yeah, if uh, <laughs> Sky Roulette, um, I lost my head on that one because of an ex-girlfriend um, and spent quite a lot of money. But um, it was that easy to do. I didn't, I didn't have anyone tell me I couldn't spend anymore. I couldn't. I didn't have a limiter at that time. I could self exclusion wasn't a thing on there at the time, so I was able to just spend as much as I wanted and 
it's not like it, there was any interaction. Not like when you go into a betting shop and you're spending a bit too much, you can interact with the customer and say, Before you oh, are you okay? Up. Yeah, uh, it, it was 50-50 to try and get punched in the head. There was always that risk. Because you're I actually remember person, uh, you telling me that once you, you did get attacked while working in the betting shop. Yep. I had someone um, snap a bandit screen in front of me and uh, throw it at me. But it was at neck height. So uh, Before you do uh, wrap this up, because we are coming up to 50 minutes, what is your opinion on the lottery? Because myself, I believe that is one of the most addictive. Yeah. I was going to talk about this in a a future episode, the lottery. So I do want to keep this conversation. Uh, Do remind me of it because I want to go into an in-depth review of the lottery system in different countries and our country. So that is a very good point, but well, I, I do. Yeah, the only reason for it obviously is that does come under lottery. gambling as well. Uh, but as you said, we will cover that in another episode. Oh yeah. Well, we do have <laughs> a, a lot to say about the lottery. So there, there, there is a lot. We have quite frequent conversations about the lottery, <laughs> so I want to dedicate a whole episode to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I know it's a massive thing in different countries, so. Um, but it does tie into the current world situation is why I want to talk about it. So it, there will be an episode where it will be about the coronavirus and what the uh, governments of countries could do to help the citizens financially. That will be an episode that will come up uh, in, a, in a future. In it, well, in the future. Nice. But I do have a very good episode on that. <laughs> Little sneak review there Stay for you. For that one. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, there, there is. We are working behind the scenes to bring out future podcasts and what we want to say in them. Um, we do work together on a lot of what goes on. <laughs> this episode today is purely off the top of my head. I'll be completely honest. And uh, I just want people to know during these podcasts, they're unscripted. They're completely unscripted. Uh, that's why there is some sort of pauses in between. A lot of it is to do with the anxiety uh, that we still deal with. Uh, but as they go on, it will get better. We will be more relaxed and there will be more of a thought process that goes into each episode that goes on. But um, they are completely unscripted. We don't talk about these we beforehand. We don't write anything down. There's no notes. Well, pretty much. Uh, but we, we do try to bring you more of an authentic style of podcast rather than oh okay let's write this down we'll talk about this for 15 minutes and then we'll move on to no we don't work that way we like to bring you our raw emotion on on subjects and how we like to present them is in our own way and we like to break down each subject especially me i like to break down each topic and then talk about them more in depth mm-hmm. yes that's why it's called rambling with rudy <laughs> i ramble <laughs> but um you know, we always have fun in what we talk about. We don't talk about anything that's going to cause us distress. or And we hopefully don't cause anyone else distress with the things that we talk about. We like to try and give our insight and try to give our support on, on subjects and bring to light a lot of the problems that other people think about but don't really get to talk about. Two people's opinions so, on what's going on uh, in the world I and know... how the world works and our opinion on situations. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know you like to talk about them as well. We do talk about things off air um, a lot of time. Uh, we talk about them during uh, our streams. And uh, we, it, I think this is just a good forum to address yeah. uh, more in depth and for a longer period of time. So is there anything just, else you would like to ask? If you are anything, going through any... the struggle of gambling addiction or any addiction, um, seek help. Get advice from specialists. Um, we are no specialists. We do not obviously work as a medical specialist or gambling counsellor or anything like that. But seek help from the people who are out there to help you. There is lots of leaflets out there that will put you on the right track with the right people to help you get through this and get off your addiction or change to a better form of life for yourself and get yourself stable again. Back over to you, Rudy. 
Okay, but this is, uh, we're going to wrap mm-hmm. it up. We've got roughly about five minutes left. So I just want to, again, thank you for coming on today's podcast. I know I've left it a bit late to, to do <laughs> it, but that's because my lazy ass was in bed due to playing a long night of Mortal Kombat. Um, that game is, is really good. If anyone hasn't played Mortal, the new Mortal Kombat, um, it's a bit expensive at the moment, but um, yeah, it's well worth the play if you get to play it. Um, I know CP won't want to play me. <laughs> he doesn't want to play me at fighting games. I mean, I mean, he, he says this, right? But we did play uh, Marvel cool. vs. Capcom and he beat the life out of me on that game. So it just depends on what game you play, really. He does not blame me at wrestling games. Yeah, I do tend to cheat by turning someone else. The thing is, Mortal Kombat actually playing as really else. is one of those people that will go through and learn specific movements and every combo movement and that that he can for each character. I prefer just gaming, just hitting the button, seeing what happens, and what finding out what works for you. Yeah, stomping someone's head hey, in the corner repeatedly seems method. to work for you. <laughs> Me, diving around everywhere and teleporting and using this move and that move and trying to... <laughs> Basically, I have to learn them just to keep away from you. <laughs> so I don't just get punched up in a corner. So these sophisticated moves that I'm using is basically just get out of jail cards that I'm constantly throwing now. But um, I will be live streaming some Mortal Kombat. Um, I'm going to be playing as the Joker and uh, I haven't played as him yet so it will be basically just me learning the character and people can see how well I do with him how badly I suck with him and uh, you know you can follow along um, with that but the also the nice thing about Mortal Kombat j- yes. just before we wrap up yes. is um, knowing that purchases um, from what I've seen everything is basically cosmetic based Um and you can basically earn everything through playing the game, which is a beautiful thing to have. It's a game that you can harken back to whenever you want and not have to worry about catching up with other people. Put in there. I and, did not um, there's no... that at what he was referring to. I just looked up at my screen and seen my uh, my name on the podcast. And he's mentioning the Joker. My name is actually the Joker known as in the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to be playing the CP. Wrong, I was a loser at the game that I play. Um... <laughs> no, but it, it is very good. We will be streaming at some point. Uh, you said Wednesday on my your podcast. podcast? No, not my podcast. Streaming? Um, <laughs> streaming. It will most likely be... I will always try and put out a stream on a Wednesday. Um, health, depending. But main, blah, 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 the main streams for me, if my health will actually allow me, will most likely be either a Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Uh, mine will be whenever the stars align, the moon is red, and there's some sort of connection floating over my house. So uh, I will be live. If you can check me out on mixer.com forward slash rudyson. And also you can check out the podcasts on anchor.fm forward slash rudyson. And this will also be up on Spotify if you just search for Rambling with Rudy. Um, CP, where can we find you again? The username CPZ underscore gaming. The CPZ is in capitals and the G on gaming is in capital too. You can also find me on the OOU, which is the One of Us Discord channel. I am part of the Light Project on there. Okay, so we're going to wrap this episode two up of season one of Rambling with Rudy. Again, a very big thank you to CP no for coming on and co-hosting this with me. And we will catch you next week with episode three, which will be diving into more mental health topics and we'll bring up 
what we need to go over yes. in a midweek podcast, <coughs> which will explain what comes up in that podcast. So to wrap it off, thank you very much, CP. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for listening, Bye-bye everyone. Now. And we will catch